Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today. Just to let you know, at the end of the message today, we are going to be receiving communion together. I have the elements that we have here at the church, but obviously you don't have this at home. So go ahead and grab something in your kitchen uh, so that we can receive the Lord's Supper together today at the end of the message. Uh, Just something else that I'm super excited about. If you are watching this on May the 24th, tomorrow on the 25th, we are gonna be doing our drive-through food drive, which is super exciting for two reasons. I'm going to get a chance to see uh, those of you that are going to participate. We're going to be here for that two-hour period, and we just want to feed as many people as we can uh, in our region, the city of Mississauga, to be a blessing. It's one of the reasons uh, why God uh, has us in this place so that we can be a blessing to the city. But then also it would just be great to see you if you have the opportunity to come by between 12 and 2 tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, thank you for your continued generosity during this time. Um, it enables us to continue the ministry that we are doing. All of, all of our ministry platforms are now online, but also it enables us to continue to partner with our ministry partners who are doing great things in locally and then around the world. One of them that I wanted to draw attention to was Samaritan's Purse. And if you go to their Instagram, which is SP Canada, you can see all of the great work that they are continuing to do relating to the pandemic, but then also any natural disasters that are taking place. Samaritan's Purse is always one of the first responders. And because we partner with them, we are also a first responder in any of those areas. So thank you again for your continued generosity. And one other thought I have for you today before we start our message in our brand new series. I was thinking about this idea, the scripture. It says, today is the day of salvation. And the psalmist said, He was praying to God, said, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And combining those two thoughts, every day, regardless of what's happening, we can experience the joy of our salvation. We can be reminded of the fact that our eternity is set forever with God. And we can experience the promises of God. We can experience the goodness of God every day as we live, regardless of what's going on around us. So let's make that our prayer today, that we can have salvation today. Thank God for that. But then we also have the corresponding joy of our salvation. So we are launching a brand new series today called Time Travelers. Now for me, um, you know, growing up and anytime I get to watch a movie regarding time travel, I always go into some deep thoughtful mode. And I can remember specifically, I think it was 1985, I was 15 years old, Back to the Future came out. Marty McFly was going to go back in time. He was going to see his parents. And he obviously wanted to change something in the past. And this is a, a, something that we see over and over again in a bunch of movies. And just this idea of going back and I need to change the past. Or if we think about a movie like Groundhog Day, even though it's not exactly about time travel, it is kind of about repeating the same time over and over again. It was like, I need to change something about myself. And people always ask this question, you know, if you were able to go back in time or you were able to speak to your 16-year-old self or your 20-year-old self, what would you tell them? Because we would want to impart 
some wisdom. Why? Because we would want to change time. None of us can actually change the past and the portion of life that we have is on a very specific timeline. We have a beginning and then we'll have an end um, on the day that we go to be with the Lord. And, and so we all have a measure of time. And sometimes when we've lived a certain portion of time on that timeline of life, we have regrets. And then we watch a time travel movie and we would just think, we would just dream of the physics were possible that we could go back and change time and share even sings if I could turn back time. Now I'm not going to sing like Cher and try to pull out her vibrato or anything. But the reality is we can't go back and change time or the past, but we can change the portion of time that we get to live. And when we think um, in gospel terms, when we think about God who exists outside of time but has given us this time to live, that he wants to walk with us in the allotted time that we have to live. And then he has something to say as we travel through time, as we live the life that is given to us. He has something to say and then he has some promises for us to walk in as we travel through time. So we want to incorporate this gospel worldview and have it be a reality to every moment of time that we have. Because time is a wonderful gift. The life that we get to live is just a wonderful gift. First Peter chapter 1 verse 19 says this. Well, with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So outside of time, before time began, before the foundation of the world, it talks about the blood of Jesus, that in the heart and mind of God, that God would make the sacrifice that is Jesus so that God could walk with us through all of the moments of time that we have in our lives. And he would be a lamb without blemish. And he knew this ahead of time from the, before the foundation of the world. And he did this in the last times. And the last times is every day since the beginning of the church. And he did this for us. So when we think about living the allotted time that we have for life, that God had something to say before time began, and that he did something on yours and my behalf for the time that we would have to live. And one of the things that we believe that is so true for us as it relates to what Jesus' blood accomplished for us is forgiveness. And I just want to focus on this idea um, for uh, us to experience the forgiveness of God, but to live in forgiveness. Now, I don't know about you, but we, we're living here in isolation and we've been, uh, you know, quarantined with our family or with people or, you know, that there might be a moment within the last little while that we would have either had to forgive somebody or receive forgiveness or apologize, which people tell me I'm not the greatest at, but I'm getting better at it. Um, that just this idea of forgiveness that the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world made provision for us as it relates to forgiveness and how important forgiveness is for our life, both to receive and then also to give. 
because it actually deals with the timeline of our lives. Now, we all know wherever we are in the timeline, if this represents our life, some of us are here, some of us are middle, midlife, some of us are over here, that at any time in your past that something went wrong or you had something go wrong in a relationship or you did something wrong in a relationship, we had to deal with this idea of forgiveness. Now, the word forgiveness just means, and now listen to this, it's really important to think about. It's a term used to indicate pardon for a fault or offense, to excuse from payment for a debt owed, now listen to this, for all times, for all times, that I'm going to forgive something for all times because something has happened in the course of time. And so when we receive forgiveness for the sins that we have committed in our lives, God gives us forgiveness for all times, for our life and then for eternity. The hard part is for us. When something goes wrong in our life, something goes wrong in one of our relationships, this is a really hard thing to do for all time because this happened sometime in the past. But then this difficulty, this offense, this struggle that I had with this person lingers then in this different time of my life. And then it travels through time. Even though it happened in the past, that this negativity, this offense, becomes a time traveler to my present and my future. If I don't learn how to forgive. This is why forgiveness is such an important thing to think about. Another definition of forgiveness is this. Now listen to the first words. The choice. Forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. You're never going to feel like forgiving somebody. You're never going to, because why? The thing that happened, the offense that happened makes you feel a certain way. And forgiveness is always a choice. To set aside the debt of someone's wrong doing against you. I'm going to set aside the cancellation of a relational debt. I'm going to cancel it. So that it no longer travels through time in my life. It stays where it was. And I don't let it remain. I don't let this thing that happened in my past come to my present and then also show up in my future. Now what happens to us if we don't forgive? Now there's a few things that potentially could happen to us if we don't forgive. The first one is that we could stew on the problem. We could ruminate over it. In other words, we're just going to think about it. We're going to, you know, if you think about a stew that you would cook, and all of us are doing tremendous cooking, hopefully a little bit in the pandemic, if we're going to make some big stew, we're going to let it cook all day. Why? Because it's going to be, you know, something good eight hours down the road. But forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness is not this way. See, what happens to is if we don't forgive, if we hold on to these offenses, we let it stew, and then it starts to stink up our house in a really bad way, or it starts to stink up our life. And this thing that happened to us then travels through time, and it smells up my whole life because I'm stewing on it. I'm thinking about it. I'm ruminating on the thing that had happened to me, the problem. What else could happen to us if we don't forgive? We could just think about constantly revenge. Now, I know none of us would ever act on these things. I know none of us would ever, the dream that we have of choking that person that did something wrong to us, or that dream that we have, you know, the right cross and the moment where we're really frustrated. None of us would ever act on those things. But revenge is the thing, once again, we're thinking about these things that happened to us, and we kind of think subtly, you know, how can I get back at this person? 
If we don't forgive, revenge is always on the forefront of our mind. We're not, not letting these things from our past go. And this is where these offenses, these struggles from our past could travel through time and we don't want them to travel through time. Another thing that could happen to us, if we don't deal with it, if, if we don't forgive, we can repress it. We can push it down into our lives. If we don't deal with it, we don't let something do, oh, we don't cancel the debt that somebody has against me, man, we could just push it down deep on the inside of us. And what happens from there? The other thing that could happen to us from that moment is that we can start to get bitter. In other words, everything tastes bad. Every person is bad except me. Nobody is trustworthy except me because this person did something to me in the past. I no longer trust anybody else. Because I haven't dealt with it, I haven't let it go, and it can become bitter. But instead of all of those other things, instead of stewing on it or thinking about revenge or repressing it or being bitter, what's better than all of those things is to forgive it. And as I was thinking about this word, uh, forgiveness, once again, as a choice, but in the word forgive is give. You're going to give it to them. They don't actually deserve it. They don't actually deserve the cancellation of the debt for your own sake so that you're not stewing on it and you're not considering revenge and you're not repressing it and you're not being bitter. What are we going to do? We're going to give forgiveness. We're going to cancel the debt because why? We don't want this thing traveling through time with us. We want to let it go. Here's a couple of common questions around the idea of forgiveness. And people would ask this question, but what if they don't repent? What if they don't say, I'm sorry for the thing that they did wrong? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says this about love. It does not insist on its own way. And you might think, well, it, it, I'll forgive them if they repent or if they say, I'm sorry. But you can't insist on somebody saying they're sorry because they might not ever say they're sorry. They might not be sorry. So you can't insist that they do that and then I'll offer forgiveness. So you have to give the forgiveness. You have to offer it. You have to cancel the debt. Otherwise that thing is going to travel through time with you. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. As far as it depends on you, it doesn't depend on them. It doesn't depend on them whether or not you're going to forgive. It doesn't matter if they apologize or they apologize the right way or they don't apologize. Forgiveness depends on us. If we are going to give it, are we going to cancel the debt like God has canceled ours? Other thing that we struggle with is this idea, this notion, and I think it's actually a bad phrase. And was, yeah, I need to forgive and forget. But I don't actually know how we forget these things. The Bible doesn't actually say you need to forgive and forget. It just becomes a term that we say and we think, well, because I still remember what happened, I haven't forgiven them. I can't actually forget it. And really, we can't forget things that have happened to us in the past. We have full knowledge of those things. We know what happened in our past. And this is why forgiveness is a daily journey. We're not waiting for our emotions to feel right. We're going to choose to forgive. And we're not waiting for this, um, this dream to go away or this thought to go away. No, I'm going to choose every day to forgive. I'm, I'm going I'm to cancel the debt. I'm not going to let this thing travel through time with me. And Paul struggled with this a little bit because he had a really bad past. 
Now he's specifically talking about here in these verses about some of the stuff that he had done. He had, he had a struggle forgiving himself in a sense, or he had to deal with things that he had done. And this could be a struggle for us as well. If we don't forgive ourselves, that unforgiveness of our own past can travel through us with time. But listen to what the Apostle Paul said as he's writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And this is what the Apostle Paul was. He was a persecutor of the church. What did he say? Man, he was a blasphemer. He was insolent. He was an opponent. But he received mercy because he acted ignorantly in unbelief. And then this is what he says. And this will help us to let go of these things from our past so they no longer travel through time with us. Verse 14. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus, who before the foundation of the world, God made provision for our forgiveness and it overflowed. His mercy and his grace overflowed for me. And that because this overflows in every day of our life, that forgiveness is always offered to us, then I can let those things go. That they no longer have to travel through time with me. So what are some action steps for me as it relates to forgiveness? We have three. These, these on our our timeline of life as it relates to forgiveness, what are the action steps that I need to take? The first one is I'm going to need to ask for forgiveness. Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 says this, so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, in other words, you did something against somebody else, leave your gift there before you go, leave your gift before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And once again, this is something that I've been informed lately that I'm not the greatest at asking for forgiveness or apologizing for what I've done. But this is the first step in the act of forgiveness on the timeline of life. We are going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes as we travel through time. And what's a good first step for us? Because God has infused every moment of time that we live with his forgiveness, we then can ask for forgiveness from others. The second thing is to give forgiveness away because it's been given to us. Man, we can give it away. Mark chapter 11 verse 25 says this, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who also is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. When you stand praying, when you spend time in the presence of God, what are we going to be aware of in that moment? God forgives me. The reason I can stand and pray or the reason I can be in God's presence is because God has forgiven me. So then I have to, I'm going to choose to forgive others so that this thing doesn't travel through time with me. And then the third thing is to ask for God's help. Luke 17 verse 3 says this, Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he, if he sins against you 70 times in the day and turns to you seven times, say, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. 
if that's how we have to live our life, if somebody keeps messing up against me and somebody keeps doing something and how many times, what's the maximum number of times that I can forgive? Is it seven times? Um, No, uh, it's all of these, this great, 70 times seven. That, that I w- that, and then if they come and, and they apologize, I, got, I must forgive them. I'm not going to hold these things. And then they say, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, we need your help. And this is where we're at. If these things are dogging us in our life, on our timeline, if we're struggling with all of these things, God, help me. Because it's a daily journey. God, I I know I receive your forgiveness today, so I freely give it to others. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old things on your timeline have passed away. Why? Because of Jesus. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That God is not counting our trespasses against them, against us. And this is true of every moment on our timeline that God has forgiven us. God has made a way and God has covered all of our sin, past, present, and future because of what Jesus has done, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That God has infused every moment on our timeline with forgiveness. That we can always be in contact with God because of what God has done for us. And because God offers us forgiveness every moment. Now that doesn't mean that we go, hey, I just go sin now because God is always offering us forgiveness. No, we're missing the point if we do that. We're missing the point of any relationship. We think, well, how many times can I mess up in this relationship and still be in a relationship? No, that should never be our goal. But it is to celebrate in the wonderful thing that God is not counting our sins against us. That we, uh, that the, the way to justify our lives is not to try to fix ourselves, not try to fix our past. I need to go back in time and fix this thing. No, it is unfixable because it's in the past. But at every moment of our timeline, God offers us forgiveness, present tense, always available. Every moment on our timeline. So God has forgiveness for us every day, every moment. So we can't fix things in our past by trying to, to make ourselves feel bad. To, okay, how much shame can I muster up in, my mo- in this moment? How much guilt can I feel about all of the things that I've done? No, the Apostle Paul said, I was all of these things, but man, God surrounded me with his mercy. So I don't have to feel bad. I don't have to try to muster up shame and guilt to fix the past. No, God has done it for us. And what has he done? At every moment on our timeline, he infuses it with forgiveness. And because he does that, man, I can offer and I can give. I can cancel the debts for everybody in my past. It it, it will stop traveling through time with me. 
I'll have to stop carrying around this luggage. I, I won't have to think, man, if I could have just done that, if I could just go back and tell myself, if I could just go back to the moment before this thing happened and tell myself that I could, all of this regret would go away, all of this pain would go away. No, God has made a way so that we don't have to live in the pain. God has made a way so that we don't have to live in the regret and the shame. Why? Every moment on our timeline is infused with forgiveness, cancellation of the debt, setting aside the debt, paying the debt for us so that we could actually be in a relationship with him. Aren't you thankful for that today? It's time for communion. So whatever elements that you have there in your home, let's get them out and get them ready. And let's start with the bread. Whatever you have, I have the wafer that we have here at church. When Jesus was having the last supper with the disciples, it said that he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. So what are we supposed to be reminded of in the timeline of our lives, even before we were born, that God did something for us in Jesus, that his body was broken for us so that our bodies could be healed. So that's for us today, in this moment on our timeline, that God has made provision for our healing. So what we can do right now is that we can actually reach out and receive what God has for us. If God offers us healing, man, we should reach out and take what he gives to us. So let's just pray today. Father God, we just thank you today that Jesus' body was broken for us, Lord, and that by your stripes, we are healed. The stripes that you took on your back. And so God, today we just reach out and receive from you today. We receive your healing power from any pain, any sickness and disease that we are facing right now. That the name of Jesus is above all of those names. And so we just receive, Lord, that the power that you give us on the timeline of our lives today. And we just love you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's eat together. And then whatever you have at home for juice, let's get that out. When Jesus took the wine at the Last Supper talked about this represented his blood and his blood was shed for us. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So because Jesus has shed his blood, every moment on our timeline is infused with forgiveness, which means it's infused with the moment that we can be connected to God. It doesn't have to be somewhere five years down the road, when I really get my act together and I really start acting like a Christian, and if I do all of this, no, God has done it for us. God has offered this to us at every moment on our timeline. Forgiveness. So let's just pray today. God, we thank you for Jesus today. We thank you, Lord, that he shed his blood for us so that we could be in relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, that this juice represents the washing away of our past, the canceling of the debt against us. And God, we just thank you because you give us forgiveness that we can offer forgiveness to others today. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's drink together. Awesome. Well, our, our team is gonna be singing a song here in a second, but one more thing. 
uh, before we move to that song. Hey, if you are watching and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God by making Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to pray a prayer here in a second and I invite you to pray along with me. The gospel is all about what we talked today, that talked about today, that God offers us forgiveness because of what Jesus has done, not because of what we do or how good we are. We can't take our goodness and offer it to God and say, God, will you accept me based on how good I am today? No, God does something for us that we could never have done for ourselves. And all we have to do is say yes to it. All we have to do is say yes to that relationship. So whether that's you for the very first time or you feel like you need to rededicate your life to Christ today, you pray along with me as well. Let's just all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he came and lived the sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so that I could know you, so that I could be in a relationship with you. So today I say yes to that relationship. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I call you my Father. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if that is you today, there's a spot for you there in the chat to indicate if you're watching live with us, uh, to indicate that you've done that, um, either for the very first time or you rededicated your life to Christ. We would love to know about that. If you are watching a replay of this, man, shoot us an email or a text or send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to connect with you and uh, to let you know some things that are going on here at the church. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.